0: This is Crescent Project Radio, bringing you powerful testimony, practical teaching, and exciting truth about God's miraculous movement in the Muslim world, and how we as Christians can join Him in this kingdom work. Our goal is to see every Muslim have an opportunity to respond to the gospel and be connected to a true follower of Jesus. You can find us online at crescentproject.org. Have a comment or question? Email them to radio at crescentproject.org. We would love to hear from you and have a chance to respond on a future program. Hi, I'm Rashida, and you're listening to Crescent Project
1: Radio, where we believe we have a hope worth sharing. Today, my guest is Shapur, an Iranian believer from a Muslim background who grew up in Iran, fled to England as a refugee, and then later became a follower of Jesus. In 2010, he founded a ministry called Operation Promises, which has been effectively serving and ministering to refugees in Liverpool, England, and he also trains and equips believers in the Near East and partners with churches across Europe to effectively reach out to their refugee communities. Shapur, I'm really excited to hear your story today. Welcome to Crescent Project Radio.
2: Thank you for having me. It's a great honor to be here.
1: Well, it's great to have you. Thank you for being with us today. So, can you start off by telling us a little bit about your upbringing and religious background?
2: Sure. Uh, my name is Shapur. I am from Iran. I born in northwest of Iran, and uh, because my family were very committed Muslim, so they want the children to grow. In the same way what they believe so my dad started taking me to mosque when i was age eight and uh, teaching me the way of islam and the quran and uh, so i was following the steps of my father and i was seeing he's a good man and uh, he wanted to do best for his family uh mm-hmm. in age 13 i started memorizing quran and uh, i memorized most parts of quran and uh, from that point uh become really encouraged by community, by mosque, by people around me. And uh, I uh, was uh, one of the boys in the community who was able to quote from memory description of the Qur'an. So in age 13, wow. I was not able to read the Qur'an. I was also quoting from the memory I was reading and other things uh, regarding of Islam. I was praying five times, I was start fasting. Mm-hmm. And this is the how my family was trying to raise their children as a people they know Islam very well. They learn the way of Islam and grow what they teaching. And so this was my background of the how as our family we were being committed. And every uh, day we were praying five times and we were fasting in the Ramadan 40 days and uh, trying mm-hmm. to obey what the Qur'an saying and raise in the same ways.
1: Yeah, wow. And so then how did you end up hearing the gospel and, and how did you come to faith in Christ?
2: Oh yeah, that is the, after I um, finished my university as a survey engineer, because I used to work in a petrochemical factory. Because of political problem, I had to leave Iran. And so when I uh, left Iran, I uh, came to Turkey and trying to find a place I can take refuge, because my life was in danger. And uh, that point was one of the most hard parts of my life. Two difficult And why did me. you
1: have to leave Iran? Can you explain that a little bit?
2: Uh, yes, I was a survey engineer. And uh, as a duty of my job, uh, I had to do survey and like civil, both of them in the south of Iran, where there's a lot of oil and the petrol company. And uh, so we used to do survey and uh, literally pioneering of the planting new area for the finding new oil and gas station, uh, plus doing all the old, uh, building and the uh, ways and different things. So we have to go and search the mountain and different parts and to see what are the possibility of the new petrochemical factory by accident mm-hmm. i was uh, going through the mountain and uh, as my uh, job and uh, later secret uh, police came and interviewed me to question why you were in this mountain and i explained to them this is my part of job and uh, i'm doing that for mm-hmm. the last three years and this is not something unusual for me to do and this is my permission and uh, they take my tablet and computer and take all the map I took and uh, they were saying they don't have a uh, permission to come to this mountain. So after lots of interview questions, after taking all of my laptop and um, maps and uh, these were beginning of the interpolation continually. Nearly every week they were calling, my phone was in control. And I found out this, my life is in danger. So someone told me you will wipe away Uh, your memory by the authority, because they are suspicious, maybe you do something with these maps. So, and uh, they told me, uh, someone from inside told me, is we just telling you to just leave from our company, someone who loved me so much, and he knew what's going on, and uh, he told me Mm. many of these things happened to previous uh, people. And because uh, even the people from the compound petrochemical factory, they don't have a right understanding what mountain is include is like a, some kind of underground building or underground things for the uh, Iranian, uh, authority, military. And those, they, uh, places, oh. they have like military hidden things over there preparing for war oh, or whatever okay. they were doing under mountain. So that was very, very secret. And so even um, people, those they are in big companies and other they have no idea what is this. So uh, mm. suddenly some of those people, they were going back and they were having the similar problem ongoing. So after we figured out that mountain uh, under, you know, that mountain, there's like a huge city that carries military and all this kind of thing. I had one choice to just leave Iran as soon as possible. And that was the reason okay. I left Iran.
1: I see. And so then you were in Turkey and that was a really hard period for you.
2: Yeah, that was really hard because um, imagine as a 22 years old boy, I uh, worked hard for my dreams and uh, my life and success about house and car and things I was trying to uh, have after my um, finishing university. So. Suddenly seeing all of them is gone and uh, take position by government and my life in danger mm-hmm. and the point of death and the uh, more difficult part of living family. We had a very close family and uh, so mm-hmm. I never imagined I would live outside my country. And uh, then emotionally was very really tough. I couldn't get connected to my family because our phone were in um, control of the government and I couldn't... Oh. Reach to them, they were very worried, I'm dead, I'm alive. And uh, so also in Turkey, I didn't know where I'm heading, what's my next uh, destination because the country was close to Iran. Yeah. Everything happened to me. And uh, so emotionally hard and uh, having lots of questions about God, why this happened to me, where I'm heading, no family, no friend. And uh, so that was one of the most difficult things of my life. I I wasn't able to go back to Iran. I had no choice to go forward, but I didn't know where I'm going. And like Israelites as came out of Egypt, they were like a Red Sea in front of them, and the Pharaoh behind them. And that was my situation for a period of time. And after that, I found out many refugee crossing the sea, they come into Greece, and I did the same thing, very tough. Many people were dying, many uh, dangerous things would happen. And uh, after Greece, uh, I came to Italy, France and ended up to England. But uh, that season was very, very difficult because uh, you don't know what's going to happen. You're going to die tomorrow. You don't know where you're going to find a safe country. You stay and uh, you couldn't Mm -hmm. uh, introduce yourself to friends or people. Even you get close during that uh, trip because you don't know who is from government, who is not from government. so. I literally start drinking, uh, smoking, trying to uh, get out of this pain and the distraction. And uh, I had a lot of trauma and uh, fear, anxiety. I was waking up every night and seeing uh, Iranian government try to catch me, arrest me. And uh, so that was my situation when I came to England as uh, I claim as asylum and to become a refugee in United Kingdom. By the time I was in the uh, we say hostel or the place they stay as a, when the asylum arrive in the UK, they uh, mm-hmm. stand as like a student dorm for the uh, US people and that kind of place. So people from different mm-hmm. nationalities, different groups, all of them, they mm-hmm. had no hope, no, um, no encouragement. And, uh, plus, as I mentioned, my inner struggling and the trauma. At hardship, I was carrying on the shock of what happened to my life. And mm-hmm. this was the situation I was in the UK. And um, so during this time, uh, some people came from Iranian church, from Frontline Church, which is one of the churches in uh, Liverpool in England. And uh, mm-hmm. Liverpool is a city in northwest of uh, England. And the many refugee, when they arrive as an asylum seeker, they send it to this city. It's like a gateway for the receiving refugee, and uh, they go through the interview and the case and why they came here. And after a few months, they are sent into that different city in the UK. So my first time I heard the gospel was in UK, in England, in refugee hostel, and uh, someone from Iranian mm-hmm. church approach and uh, shared simple word. Do you know Jesus loves you? And uh, I was very shocked because I don't hear this kind of thing in Islam. Do you know Muhammad loves you? Or I never heard, do you know Moses loves you? For many people, they mm-hmm. live in Western, they grow up with this kind of dictionary, this, this kind of uh, lifestyle, even they hear Christmas time or normal mm-hmm. days or other days or in the movie or in, um, mm-hmm. in, when they are child in the school for me even that simple word the reason i'm sharing because many muslims like me they don't know jesus loves them and they never heard that Mm -hmm. term jesus loves them i knew jesus as a prophet as a healer Mm
3: -hmm. as a
2: someone raised the dead and opened the blind eye but i never had a uh, personal connection and uh, so my reaction was no and uh, the person with a good smile said, "Okay, right now you can know he loves you." And uh, because in Islam is all about self righteousness, so you are good when you do good duty. You're reading Quran or Islam and all of these. When you don't do, you are feeling guilty and you are like short of God, command and you're not obeying and walking on His steps. So I was looking to myself mm. and I was telling, if he knew, he's talking. He would never say, Jesus loves me, because I was very drunk every night. I was going to party, club, and I was not in good place with the Lord. And so he told me, would uh, you like to come to church? And my answer was to him, no, I am Muslim, and I don't want to Mm -hmm. come to church. So that was my first time I heard the gospel, and my reaction, (laughs) first time.
1: Yes. That's important. And then what happened?
2: Yeah, and uh, that is the amazement of uh, my experience with this man and uh, this church. They were keep coming every week. They were very kind to everyone and uh, with unconditional love, uh, which is uh, touching me every week. Even I didn't show in my face and maybe they didn't see my face, but something was melting in my heart. And I was asking myself, Who they are, even I reject what they believe, or I'm opposite of the, you know, what they are trying to do. But they still love Mm it, still caring. They still uh, Mm helping, and for them, it's not important if I become a Christian or not. They say, "How we can help you? How we can, uh, you know, do something for you here?" So those Mm -hmm. things was really impacting me, and uh, plus, you know, like every month, it was saying, "You know, how about like, do you think?" Come, I said, like, no, no, what's the problem with you? I told you I don't want to come to church. <laughs> and he was with the peace and the joy and the smile in his like face. He was saying, Don't worry, we are praying for you. You will know the truth and truth will set you free. And such a confident in that prayer, I was seeing in that man uh, that was shocking me and it was really touching me inside. And I said, like, Good luck for your prayer. <laughs> I, I was not uh, really interested. So uh, after a few months, uh, similar thing, you know, they would keep coming, keep loving, keep caring and uh, spreading the love of God in action after they shared in the world. And then one day he was asking me same and I was saying, man, I told you no. He said, Chapor, <laughs> we are not only praying, whole churches fasting and not just for only for you, but also those people they are keep rejecting. And you will know the truth. Truth will set you free. So then, uh, this thing happened months and months. That was a Christmas two thousand seven. They came to invite us to their church, and uh, I said no. And they said we don't have any religious service, uh, just only gathering. And uh, because the people they are alone in the in this city, and they are away from family, we gather something to you know loving them, caring for them, and become a family. They can experience Christmas. I said mm-hmm. no to him, and when I came to my room, and I found out that one of my friends wanted to go, and he was not Christian, he was not Muslim, I told him, "Why you want to go there?" He said, "I'm going to find girlfriend." And I was shocked <laughs> in My like uh, it's very hard for me, like uh, believe in what he's saying. I said, "Like, "Why are you not going to club or pub or whatever places? Why are you going to church?" He said, "He mm. couldn't find Iranian girl." In the club, in this city. If you want, you go and go mm. to. And I was very upset of him, what he's saying. Even though I was not Christian. I was like, uh, seeing like this place is a holy place. Why you should react like that? Anyway, he mm. asked me if I accompany him for a, you know, like a 10, 15 minutes to the church. And then I mm-hmm. can come back and I, say, I insist no. And he kept telling, no, I don't want to go alone. Please come, please come. So really he, he pushed me to go there and uh, uh, we say in Bible God uses all different ways uh, to bring people mm-hmm. to himself and in Isaiah 55 say so his thought is higher than our thought as heaven is higher than earth and um, mm-hmm. so anyway he asked me to go I went there I said I'm gonna sit one uh five minutes one minute two minutes just just go back. And then I went to church and people were singing in front. I was sitting there and I was shocked because I never experienced this kind of thing in Islam. And uh, people were dancing and singing. And in the first place, I was thinking this is the some party. And uh, then my friend said this is mm-hmm. bullshit. And I was really amazed by the relationship they had, the love they have for God and the openness they can have in that house. Opposite to what I experienced in the mosque. And uh, mm. so, but anyway, I didn't react. And first worship, second worship, even I was mocking them and I uh, didn't, you know, really pay attention to the songs. But in third worship, I saw one sentence change my life. That was Jesus is Prince of Peace. Suddenly, Holy Spirit was come to me. By that time, I didn't know I am, I was thinking, but now as a believer, I know that was Holy Spirit was taking me. And uh, in like a 30 second of the black and white kind of like a movie, I saw whole my life. I was uh, as a Muslim. I was trying to do all of these kind of things. I never had a peace. I was uh, achieving many things in uh, my religious uh, background. I never had a peace. I was um, graduating university. I never had a peace. I was trying to do all right things. I never had a deep peace. And I didn't recognize mm. until that moment. And I closed my eyes and asked, God, would you give me this peace? So first experience I had after that prayer, I saw the waters drop in my head, like shower. And I was so shocked by instant answer of the Lord. And I was, as an engineer, I was trying to find out, is there any physical water around me? And I was looked around, I looked at the roof. And nothing there. Mm-hmm. I was literally shower of the spiritual blessing and the presence of the Lord. so as a someone, I never experienced church, never been in the church, never read the Bible, and this was so new for me, but I sensed God's presence. So I closed my eyes and I say, "God, would you show me again if this is you?" second time presence of God came, and I felt uh, worms of his presence like fire it's touched me from the top of my head the soles of my feet it is just amazing amazing and the presence of God was so strong I started crying weeping like a baby I was on my knees and I was remember I told this statement to the Lord if you don't leave me I will serve you all of my days and uh, imagine I was Muslim imagine I was there for first time but the Holy Spirit was Touching me, and I was telling, and um, this scripture this this statement, sorry, to the Lord, so that night I went back to home someone gave me Bible, and that night was my first night. I slept well after many years i I had to drink, I had to you know all try to take tablets all of this to have a sleep. That night I never used none of them and I had a base peaceful. I never had a a bad dream. And I wake up on the morning I was shocked. What happened to me? People were seeing like uh, you had some peace and they were telling me friends like you're not panicking or you're not distressed. What happened? And I was telling you know, I went to this event in the church. And that was beginning of my journey with the Lord and uh, mm-hmm. to discover in him and uh, so then there was starting reading bible and uh, journey to discovering what is different between islam and christianity because in iran our family choose for us and uh, as a traditional you don't choose yourself you're born in a muslim family you become a muslim and you don't have other choice in iran to search about other belief or you uh, don't have a right to convert, and uh, it would be dead plenty, or they go to prison. You don't have a Bible to read. You don't have a uh, church building to attend. And uh, so totally was new for me. And uh, from that point on, I want to discover for myself.
1: Amen. And what was your first impression of the Bible as a Muslim reading it? I'm just curious.
2: Uh, First thing about what I heard uh, is this book is corrupted or something is changed or something like that. But when I start reading, whole my life start changing because like when I was coming to birth of Jesus Christ and then coming to uh, obedience of the Mary and coming to what Jesus teaching and there was something in me was relating. I love this teaching like uh, a love your enemies and bless them and like what you're eating and drinking is not makes you unclean what's coming out of your heart, jealousy, anger, bitterness and all those things makes you unclean when you give giving money or helping the you know, needy and let nobody know, you know, even right hand from left hand and then when you fast, mm. try to not show the people how righteous you are just the amazing I was just like shocked at the beauty of Jesus' teaching so my hmm. first impression was what an amazing teaching. And uh, even if people in the world, uh, still other religion or whatever, if they do what Jesus did, they, this earth will become a heaven. Because as you forgive other people, even I was reading those scriptures saying, you go to temple. If you have any problem with your brothers and leave that uh, sacrifice, go and make a reconciliation and then go to temple. I was just checking Mm my family. People, they go into, you know, Mecca, they go into different, you know, Sharia law places and others, even in the the family, they don't talk together. They hate each other or they don't, uh, you know, they have a problem Mm. for a season, for a, like a century Mm -hmm. or like a decade, whatever Mm -hmm. is that. So it was quite Mm -hmm. touching. And more I read the Bible, more I fell in love with the person of Christ. And uh, I was in this journey. I was in like a, Even if I still become a Muslim I wanted to follow the step of Christ because Christ's teaching is wonderful amazing and uh, so that was like a one by one that uh, touch of the Holy Spirit giving me peace and plus each week when I was going to church I want to experience that peace that presence so I uh, I become at this point I am a sinner and in no other religion, no other belief system. There's no one paid for my sin and uh, in the Quran mentioned, you you have to pay for your sin and uh, uh, in the last, if your good deed is high, you go to heaven. If your bad deed is high, you go to uh, you know, like heaven and hell, this kind of, you know, uh, all about your righteousness, your belief, your deed. So, and when I was seeing Jesus died for me and he rose after three days i was seeking about some kind of historical fact about that and also the knowing about the bible is how it's true i was reading a lot of things apart from bible as well so this was the journey was god was taking me after renewing my my understanding of the word of god and fell in love with the Mm person of christ my last question was uh, how this Trinity works, like Father, Son, Holy Spirit.
3: So yeah, as I Trinity, mentioned, yeah. until
2: until this point, I knew I am a sinner. I knew Jesus the Savior. I knew uh, the Bible is truth. I knew Jesus dead and uh, and resurrection is the fact and truth. But only one thing oh, wow. that was hindering me was Jesus is like lordship of the Jesus Christ. So I was asking uh, my teachers and I read a few books, I become more confused and they told me this is a revelation, not uh, information. So I start uh, asking God himself, Lord, would you show me uh, what is the truth about the uh, Trinity? Because I am ready to give my life to Jesus, but this is very scary for me to call Jesus the Lord. And uh, mm, so yes. I had a dream. In my dream, I saw I was dead, and uh, I I heard the voice. You were dead. Now you are alive. I saw the door open. Cross came, full of uh, light and amazing, warm, and the fire of uh, God, and came raise me from caffeine, which I was inside, and there was
1: a coffin. Uh, yes, coffin. okay.
2: Yeah, and uh, they want to take me to cemetery. So. I saw the cross raise me from that place and gave me life. And uh, I started like breathing again. And uh, so I heard this voice, you were dead, now you are alive. So the cross pushed me inside the house, outside the house. And I was just walking and the cross was pushing me. And I was talking to the cross saying, leave me. Now I know Jesus Christ is the Lord and the Savior. I never told before and uh, so Christ didn't leave me and uh, pushed me to the church and uh, I was walking and uh, in the morning I was invited to the conference and the preacher was talk- talking about how great is our God and God is majesty, like how amazing is this planet and the you know, earth and the moon and these and then talking about the, mm-hmm. how the human can discover God without God himself willing to show and uh, help we know to know him and then he came to this point if you know you are a sinner if you know jesus christ uh, died on the cross but you have a struggling with the trinity this is the work of the holy spirit to reveal you know what is this trinity so i said this is me so i went there and down and i was giving my life to jesus christ and i was praying that sinner prayer Suddenly. Uh, I didn't hear anything in the that crowd. And all of my dream I had last night become like a, a very real front of me. And uh, mm. then I was saying, my goodness, in that dream I called Jesus Christ Lord and Savior. And uh, same, when I was praying a sinner prayer, inviting Jesus in my heart and invited to come to my heart. So from first day, uh, which I was touched by Holy Spirit until I become a Christian, it took me around the uh, eight months nine months and uh, I, I was saved by his grace i was looking for this god i was uh, impacted by his love how gracious is this great shepherd is coming to uh, find the lost ship and bring him to himself and is so patient loving caring revealing the truth and uh, as that man said i start to get into know the truth and the truth set me free. And I was a new man given by the Lord. I have a relationship with the Papa God and uh and set free from depression, set free from fear of the future and the anxiety, those bad dreams. And I was totally new uh, person and received the joy, peace, forgiveness of the Lord and started uh, start experiencing new life in Christ.
1: Amen. That's amazing amazing so that was eight months of just almost daily and weekly like you were really hungry to know what was what was the truth
2: that's true that's true that was that a touch of holy spirit led me to this journey of the everyday searching
1: hmm. amen excellent well this has been a really great conversation so far it's it's been a pleasure to hear about your journey, and I look forward to hearing more in part two of our conversation. But for now, I'm going to close us in a word of prayer. Amen. Lord God, thank you so much for, um, for Shapur. Thank you for how you drew him to yourself. Thank you for how you bring people. Uh, you draw people to yourself when they are in dark places, Lord, and low places where they really need you. Thank you for the peace that only you give. And the understanding and the revelation of who you are. You are so beautiful and you are so kind and merciful and gracious. And we worship you. All this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
3: Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to Crescent Project Radio. We believe we have a hope worth sharing. Learn more about Crescent Project online at crescentproject.org where you can find all of our previous podcasts featuring testimonies from former Muslims, teaching and apologetics, interviews with ministry leaders and book authors, along with commentary on current events and ministry news. Email us your comments or questions to radio at crescentproject.org. Stay connected by subscribing to our bi-monthly email, Call to Prayer, which is focused on prayer for the Muslim world. We hope you'll join us again next time on Crescent Project Radio.